There was a time in my life when I fell pretty far from my faith, while at the same time I fell pretty deep into the college life. It's a while ago. Uh, I lived a lot of college in my first semester. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what was the result? Well, I was put on some serious academic probation at the time. Um, the office of the registrar said, you know, take some time off. Okay. So I was thinking, I remember this so vividly, as I was driving home, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? You know, what do I even tell my family? You know, how can I even make it back from this? Should I even come back? You know, and then also thinking, this I remember even more, is that God must have been letting me make these mistakes for some good reason. I was thinking that. And believe me, it was a difficult time. It was a hard period of time. It was challenging. It was very distressing and very humbling. But if it weren't for this time of, I think the word scrutiny comes to mind, if it weren't for this time of scrutiny and of suffering, I wouldn't have come to like a place of desperation, to be desperate enough to be open to what God was saying, to go on that retreat that he wanted me to, the retreat that changed my life, that opened me up to Jesus um, in a new way and opened me to my calling as a disciple. Another, uh, another story, uh, someone that I'm very close to lost their father to, uh, to cancer years back. And as is the case with some people, their world was rocked. You know, whatever faith uh, they had was gone. And they, since I know them, I was journeying with them. You know, they, uh, they totally forgot how to turn to God. You know, and they had no desire to turn to God for a while. But if it weren't for that place, if, if they didn't go to that place, if they didn't hit their rock bottom, they wouldn't have been desperate enough to finally run to God you know, knowing that they can't do everything on their own. They can't do anything on their own. And, you know, now, uh, today, they're a huge, they're a rock for many, for many people. Uh, they're a huge source of faith and encouragement uh, for many people. So we all know that these, these moments, whatever they are in our life, these difficult moments, when we think, why? You know, we think, what's the meaning here? Where is God in, these, in this time? Where is he? Which brings us to Martha and Mary. Think of them as they were uh, sending for help, sitting there uh, by Lazarus's side, just kind of waiting for him, watching him die. And the Gospel says, The sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. And when Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not the end, but for the glory of God. Now Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And when he heard he was ill, he remained for two days where he was. That's the point that struck me the most, is that Jesus loved his friends. He loved Martha, Mary, Lazarus. And when he heard he was dying, 
he stayed. Like he remained for two days where he was. Rather than running to his friend's aid, knowing he could heal him. So why? You know, that must have been hard for Jesus. Because, it's because he knew that the cross has to come first. And we would know through him is that glory, glory comes through difficulty. And resurrection only comes through death. So the meaning of our suffering, not the cause of our suffering, is the glory of God through it. And so our participation in it, in our suffering. And so the cross is a sign of promise. It's a sign of promise. And victory, that's what we see. But it's also a reminder of what needs to come first. That's the journey. So this true story, this true story of Jesus' life reminds us that it is hard for him to watch us go through times of trial and confusion and stress. But it's in those times that he is closer to us than ever. He shares in the moment. And we know that he shares in our emotions. This passage that we hear from the Gospel of John, it reveals Jesus in his, one of his most human moments. We know he's fully human. Because even though he knew perfectly well that Lazarus would be raised from the dead, and he knew that God would be glorified through this, and that people would come to believe, he was still caught up with the people in their uh, in their sorrow and their distress. And they kept asking him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. So in all this, Jesus wept. Jesus wept with them. So God does allow us, knowing this, he knows us, he's allow us, he allows us to go through difficulty in life but not like a king who sits on, a, um, on his throne just stoically watching us. He is involved. You know, Jesus is invested in us, and his joy and his happiness depends on ours. He's the kind of king and lord that, that uh, smiles with us, and he laughs with us, and he works with us, and he sits, and he breathes, and he weeps with us. So he assures us through his life and through his death and through his resurrection that any suffering that we have ends in freedom and hope and victory. That's a promise that he's already made. And so he isn't just waiting at the finish line for us. Come on, he's not just egging us on. He's He's running the race with us, sharing in our moments and, and just kind of being there every step of the way. So if we, if we ever feel like God is just kind of watching from a distance as we scramble around in life, or remember uh, that Jesus wept and that remember that Jesus, how he felt when he accompanies his friends.
and then accept whatever difficulty, challenges that we are facing. Like, embrace it with him, rather than just hating that you have to deal with it on your own. And I would say just look at the cross. You know, look at the cross, and then just ask, pray, Lord, what do you want to bring? What will you bring through this? And just, you know, say, Jesus, be with me. Jesus, I trust you. And Jesus, may you be glorified in everything that I do.